Hello, and welcome back to Your Parenting Podcast. I am your host, still, Jeremy Bamford. Uh, It's been a long hiatus. I uh, wasn't sure if I was going to come back, but here I am. I thought you deserved it. Um, You notice this time I got a little bit of theme music, um, courtesy of the artist known as Punch Deck. Two words, Punch Deck. Um, this guy's very talented. Um, his music is, is all genres. He's got ambient stuff, classical stuff, electronic stuff. Um, that particular track is called The Traveler. Um, I highly recommend you check him out. You can find him on YouTube, Spotify. Um, like I said, very, very talented artist. Um, I appreciate his, uh, his hard work. And oh, how the world has changed. We're about two, mu- uh, two months into what is probably the apocalypse. And uh, I think many of us are alternating between, you know, being bored to tears and so overwhelmed that there are different tears. <laughs> so coronavirus, COVID-19, let's just... Get it out of the way. That's what's on everybody's minds. That's what everybody's talking about. Um, and now that we're supposed to stay home, I've never wanted to be outside more in my whole fucking life. Um, I guess this is how dogs feel. If I just hear the jingle of keys of me at the end of the house, I come running. We're going outside? We're going outside? We're going for a walk? So, I mean, you don't notice it at first, but there's only so many things you can do in your own house. I mean, if it was just me, I wouldn't get bored. You know, I like I like solitary activities. I like video games, reading, writing. You know, if I try to do that around the kids, I get about five seconds in. You know, it's, oh, Daddy, you playing a video game? Daddy, you reading a book? Daddy, you taking a shit? It's like anything all of a sudden becomes a team activity. And uh, not much of that, not much of that stuff gets done. Um... So we were all quarantined, you know, trying not to go out of the house, you know, except for the essentials. Uh, many parents have had to become teachers. Um, I miss my children's teachers. They, we were very fortunate to get two very good teachers. Um, I know in 2019, uh, my son Logan, his pre-K teacher, won Teacher of the Year. So shout out to Miss Greer and my uh, son Grayson, his teacher, Miss Munoz, is is an angel. You know, and it's just it sucks because she is exactly the kind of teacher that Grayson needs. She has infinite patience with him. Sorry, there go my neighbors with the reggaeton, if you heard that. Um, but Ms. Munoz is a, is a godsend. She challenges Grayson and knows how to, you know, burn his creative energy. Um, whereas I don't. I, uh, I already don't care for homeschooling as a concept. But that's just me. But this isn't even that. I mean, with homeschooling, you're prepared and you have... A, materials and lesson plans and an idea of what the fuck you're doing. I mean, this is this is crisis schooling. 
You know, it's almost like, you know, the school has burned down and we have to figure out what the fuck to do while they rebuild it. Um, you know, most of us are unprepared and the kids hate it. You know, they're, they're trying, but they hate it. I mean, they miss their teachers, you know, they miss their friends, you know, they miss, you know, the being in school and having recess and, you know, playing games and things like that. And, you know, me and Cynthia are, are definitely doing our best to, uh, you know, try to facilitate that. Um, you know, so we're trying to find ways to entertain three energetic kids. You know, I mean, back in the before times, we were always a pretty, at least we tried to be a pretty active family. You know, and try to spoil them with experiences over toys. You know, we take them to theme parks and attractions and, you know, regular parks. And, you know, now we're just kind of regulated to walks around the hood while they scare, uh, stare wistfully at the empty playgrounds. Um, so, of course, you know, we've given them a bit more screen time. Um, you know, we've always tried to keep it pretty regulated. Just as, you know, I want them to, to have that variety. Um, so now it's just, you know, we we still try to bounce them around. It's like, okay, you can play a game on the phone for a bit. You can watch you know, YouTube on the, the tablet, or you can, you know, play a video game on the TV. We try to, you know, to break it up a little bit. But, I mean, they're, and there's schoolwork. I mean, there's only so much you can do. You know, I, I'm not sure how other people's schools are doing it. The, the, the teachers here kind of give you a packet that covers several weeks. And there's, you know, activities and things to do each day and little games you can play, and they encourage you to to send them pictures and and we're using an app called Microsoft Teams uh, which is god awful I mean, most of the time it doesn't work I have to refresh it you know five ten times to get the lessons to show up but uh, you know the in the work I mean because you know Grayson is is in a gifted class you know, with other gifted students yes I'm bragging um, some of that work, you know, is pretty hard. And um, he's got all kinds of different subjects, you know, science and social studies and, you know, math and art and all kinds of other stuff. And and then, you know, Logan has a totally different curriculum being in pre-K. And since he's learning to, you know, to read and to write. Um, and he's doing it way faster. I I thought that I was neglecting him you know I was so focused on you know trying to you know potty train Isaiah you know which is still a challenge or trying to you know focus on on Grayson because he's kind of you know somewhat advanced for a seven-year-old so I feel like Logan kind of fell through the cracks but it's just he's he seems to pick things up so quick I mean just in a few weeks like his writing has gone from this illegible scrawl to you know, mostly normal handwriting. Yeah, I couldn't be prouder of, of him for that. And then both of us get frustrated because he just, you know, because he has the small hands, he just feels he has to, to press so hard into the paper so his hand gets tired. And when he's got all these 
sight words to memorize everything. Um, but it's uh, it's pretty terrible. I mean, we're trying to stay in the moment. You know, because I, I don't want their education to falter. But I'm by no means a teacher. You know, sometimes it's hard to have the patience to just be dead. <laughs> Especially when, you know, all three of them are home. I mean, thankfully, Isaiah still takes naps almost every day. Some days he'll skip it. That usually will give us a couple hours of where I can, you know, focus on. Because I usually handle Logan's homework. And, uh... You know, Cynthia handles Grayson's homework. And now that I'm, you know, home most of the time, um, I'm kind of doing, you know, the other stuff, trying to focus more on the cooking and cleaning, becoming a good housewife. You know, Cynthia's still working full-time, thank goodness. Um, so I'm trying to focus more on that and also trying to do Logan's work. And I can just hear, oh, I can hear it, all the stay-at-home moms... Now you know what we go through all this time. It's like, yeah, I get it. I knew it was a hard job. You don't have to tell me. I never once thought it was going to be easy. Doesn't mean it still doesn't suck. Um, but we... You know, we're trying not to just... As much as I would love to just turn into that... You know, quarantine lifestyle. It's like, you know, we're not going to shower for a week. We're just going to park him in front of, you know, YouTube for 10 hours. Just as I do try to, you know, engage them and challenge them and make sure they, you know, still have fun. You know, it's like we, we do try to go for the walks around the neighborhood. Thankfully, most people in my neighborhood are pretty responsible and they'll, we all kind of give each other a wide berth. And we'll bring the mask just in case. My kids got me hooked on the uh, the Pokemon Go. And there's a a Pokemon gym and a couple of stops in our neighborhood, so we'll walk over to those things and and uh, you know I try to get them outside. Uh, we do we do put up an above ground pool. Um, if you ever want to get one of those, I don't recommend it. Uh, we got it a long time ago through some. Weird coupon deal where it came out like almost for free or something, or it's or it was really cheap. We've had it for probably three years sitting in storage and they're in the garage. And I mean, it's you know, it's like what, three feet deep, you know, it's not a giant pool, but uh, you know, cause we used to go to the community pool here, which is really nice, but you know, we don't want the kids to get the Rona. And uh, this thing was, I mean, thankfully, it was relatively easy to set up. But uh, it requires a lot of maintenance. You got to be out there every day, you know. And we notice with the pool cover, the water we get freezing, so we keep the cover off most of the time. Which means you got to constantly be out there getting bugs and shit out of it. Every single day, you have to take the filter culture cartridge out of the pump and wash it out because it says the the cartridge lasts two weeks. But if you don't clean it every single day, it'll just stop working. So that's fun. Um. But I mean, yeah, and it's gonna ruin my yard, I'm sure, because it's you know a pretty wide pool. I didn't know. I didn't know what to because our our backyard isn't isn't level, and I'm sure those of you that know me can't imagine me doing any kind of construction projects. 
So we had some plywood left over from the last hurricane drill that we had. Um, so I just kind of laid that down on the grass and made, you know, put together the pool on top of that. So hopefully that won't end up tearing a hole in the bottom of it. So who fucking knows? So if you end up seeing me on the news, you're getting washed down my street. Um, but back to the school. I mean, now... Because, you know, it's not like summer vacation where every day kind of blends together. The kids are always home. I mean, at the moment, we still kind of look forward to the weekends because that's when the kids don't have schoolwork. You know, because during the week, we, you know, really try to regulate their, their screen time and their toys. And, you know, because we want them to still feel like they have a normal schedule. Because you know, that way, when they do go back to school, you know, I'm afraid that, like, all of us won't know how to act right, you know, when we get back into society. You know, it's like, oh, wait, I can't, you know, wear pajamas everywhere. I have to, you know, comb my hair and shit. Um, and thankfully, the teachers kind of keep us honest. It's, you know, once or twice a week, we have the the little Zoom meetings. Um, which, I mean, the kids, you know, they love seeing the teachers. You know, me, I just, I just hope they get all my fucking chins in that little video square. There's no flattering angle with that thing. That's a... You know, the kids like seeing their teachers. They, I could tell they, they miss them. I miss them. Um, so we're trying to all just, you know, keep from going crazy. All of us are, are bored. You know, we get short-tempered. We get cranky. We get snappish. You know, and that's okay. You know, we tried to... I never thought fairness would factor in so much to my parenting. I mean, if... You know, if, if one child has a Skittle and then they get caught with it, you know, their their you know, brother's like, how come he gets a Skittle? How come I can't have a Skittle? He had two cookies. How come I might have a cookie? He played the Nintendo for five more minutes than me. It's like I got to be a, a diplomat with these kids. You know, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood and I just say, you know what? Sometimes life isn't fair. <laughs> it's like sometimes you don't get a cookie. You know, sometimes, you know, somebody gets to play the Switch a little longer than you. And then they make me feel like a tyrant. But most of us, you know, we're, we're doing our best. Most of us are. Some people are fucking it up, though. I'm sure all the beach bums and gym bros and, and even the big fat fatties like me would love for society to get back to normal. You know, you think I don't want to be sitting at Denny's with my family? I'm telling you, the moon's over my hammy ain't worth it. You know, people think the this virus is like a flu. I mean, really look into how this thing kills you. You know, look into the people that sit in ICU for two weeks on a ventilator full of medications and then still die. You know, that's what's, what's scary. I mean, I'm diabetic. You know, so I got pre-existing conditions. So like someone like me might not make it out. And even if I'm just a carrier, you know, it's my uh, my mother. I'm not going to say her age because she'd kill me, but she's older than me. <laughs> you know, my stepfather is older than me. You know, both of them have pre-existing conditions. It's like, what if I'm just a carrier? I don't want to kill someone's grandma. You know, I don't want to kill someone's mother. You know, just because I wanted to go to the fucking beach, just because I wanted to go get my hair cut. Just, you know, stay at home, 
Get yourself a quarantine haircut like the rest of us. You either look like, you know, Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber or some kind of feral person. Because this, I mean, there's been pandemics before, you know, but there's never been this many people on the planet. And this virus is changing the world in ways we can't even see yet. And society will probably never be the same. But we'll just have to deal with it. We'll have to adapt. We'll have to improve. And just not worry about the Karens and the Chads that are you know, trying to fuck it up for everyone. Because, you know, the virus is a hoax trying to ruin Trump's career or whatever the fuck it is. And It's just... I understand that it gets frustrating. You know, there are times it's like, I want to go throw some food in the garbage just so I can go out to the store and get something. You know, but even now, you know, most of our groceries are delivered through Amazon. And they have Amazon Fresh and Amazon Pantry, I think the other one's called. And those things have been a big help. You know, maybe like every other week, well, I'll still go out to, to BJ's and get a bunch of shit that we can't get from Amazon and... You know, it's like we're all kind of going stir crazy, but it's like, you know, I want to be able to laugh about it, you know, in a year after the second wave of this fucking virus. Because everything I've read said there's going to be a second wave probably around the fall. So maybe if we'll get lucky, we'll get a month or two of school in for the kids before they close them down again. Who knows? But it's just... You know, just be kind. You know, just think about your neighbor. You know, and and document this time in history. It's like if you keep a journal, you know, write about it. You know, take pictures, you know, of like, you know, your masks and your stockpile of food and your castle of fucking toilet paper because all you goddamn assholes have bought it all. It's like pretty soon I'll be using my neighbor's junk mail. You know, and just like send, you know, even as just a project, send letters, you know, not email, you know, send letters to people, you know, not just to save the dying post office, because we all know the government's going to let that die so they can privatize it. Not even talk about conspiracy theories, because I know they've been jonesing to privatize the post office for years, but just, you know, send a letter to somebody. I'm sure you got somebody's address, even if it's to say, hey, how are you doing in this quarantine? I've enclosed the starburst for you. Just something, you know, just to build a sense of community. You know, we you know, started you know, delivering food to the grandmas. We got a couple of grandmas. Uh, one of them, you know, 10 or so minutes away. The other one about 20 minutes away. Um, so Saturdays, usually, I think the last couple of Saturdays, you know, we'll make a whole bunch of food. You know, we'll fry up a bunch of fish. You know, we're making... You know, my wife makes this thing. It's like ground beef and like zucchini and all this. And we'll make a whole bunch of food. And we'll go and drop it off at one grandma's house. And then, you know, take a bunch of it over to the next grandma's house. And then they'll, you know, in a day or two, they'll say, Okay, guys, tomorrow don't cook. We're going to drop off food. And it's just... You know, they, they drop it off at the door. Then they go back to their cars. And we all kind of go out and say hi from the other side of the driveway. You know, that way they can see the grandkids. Um, you know, they we try to do, you know, the FaceTime and the Zoom and whatever else as much as possible. Um, 
Yeah, I know. I know it bothers Logan because Logan is is such a physical child. He's my my snuggle bug still. You know, out of all three of the kids, he's still the one that'll give more hugs. So I know it's it's hard for him to you know see his his uncles and you know his aunts and his grandparents and not run up and give him a hug. But he's kind of getting it. We've kind of explained to Logan about the virus. Um, he knows that it's bad. He doesn't really understand. Grayson kind of knows that it's something that can kill you. Um, so he kind of, you know, at first we just kind of had to make up excuses. You know, in the first they were like, oh, we don't have school anymore. And they loved it, thinking it was just like an extended spring break. You know, but now it's like they they understand you know, and it sucks. Um, yeah, that's that's what we've been doing. So if you got somebody that lives close by, you know, even if it's a next door neighbor or somebody on the other end of town, you know, even if it's something simple, you know, grill up a bunch of hot dogs. You know, it'll get you out of the house. So you can just stay in your car. You wear a mask. You can drop it off at the front door. So here you go. You know how nice is it to just not have to cook a meal for one night? You know, even if it's something simple, if it's something complicated, if you're so inclined. You know, you can throw multiple courses of meals. You can throw dessert at them. It's just, it's just something to build, you know, and strengthen those community bonds. That way we don't grow more socially distant than is necessary. You know, because I'm, there's a, a small fear that I have this will kind of swing in the other direction where we're all going to live in these sterile pods, you know, away from each other with no human interaction. You know, sometimes that sounds great. Sometimes I don't want to talk to any of you assholes. <laughs> but other times it's like, I don't want to go through the drive through at CVS. I want to go in there and look at someone's face. But uh, you know, that's that's you know what we've been doing, you know. Um, you know, Logan, he's uh, like I said, he's dealing with it. I uh, thankfully he's just he's doing well in his his schoolwork. But it's just, I'm going to have to email his teacher and ask how she just, she keeps his attention. Because he just, he gets frustrated because he gets so distracted. Even though it's like, if I were to put up pictures of his, his writing, you know, it's just it's such an improvement just in the last month. And same thing with his reading. He's reading almost everything on his own, you know, at his level. Um, yeah, me and Cynthia have split the work so we don't go insane. For some reason, I was just losing patience with... Um, with Grayson's work and she was losing patience with Logan's work so I was like you know let's just trade these <laughs> you know we'll each take you know the, the other child and that seems to be that seems to be great you know and Grayson he's and he's reading well above his level you know like I said he is in the a class with the gifted students um, and Isaiah he's doing speech therapy he's about I think at his last evaluation he's about nine months behind of uh, what he should be which i mean like i said he's still my son obviously i still love him you know we're working with him he is in speech therapy i'm actually jumping through well mostly she's jumping through the legal loopholes because i wanted to try and get her on the podcast for an interview because she's you know an interesting person with an interesting job uh, but i know there's a lot of you know hipaa laws and things we got to get around um see if i can get her on there that would be that would be nice. I mean, I think she would 
you know, definitely uh, make a fun interview. Um, you know, I've I've tried to. I'm in the market for a co-host. Is you know really the only way to put it. I do have my eye on someone. Probably after this episode goes live, I will uh, reach out to that person. Um, what I'll try to do is maybe, you know, obviously talk to them on the phone for a little bit because this isn't somebody that lives close. You know, do a Zoom meeting or something because I want to make sure that even though I definitely get along with this person, it doesn't always translate to, you know, show chemistry in the podcast. I want to make sure that we can have good conversations and make each other laugh and and all that. So, of course, I have to make sure they actually listen to my podcast. They may listen to it and be like, no, like you curse way too much or whatever it is. Um, so maybe within the next episode or two, I'll have a, a podcast, I mean, a uh, co-host on the podcast. I, uh, I thought about just sending out a random email or or Facebook message or something, but it's like sometimes like some parents are just fucking miserable. You know, and it's like especially you know, in these unique times, which is a phrase I hate. But you know, it's like you can't vent anymore. You know, it's like sometimes it's like you know, the week gets overwhelming and the schoolwork is crazy and the kids aren't behaving and they're all throwing tantrums and, and it's like, oh, I gave one the green cup instead of the blue cup and now he's screaming. Or it's like, you know, one of them saw their brothers with a cookie so now they're all screaming and you know, they're throwing things and they don't want to go to sleep. And you know, so sometimes you got to just, you know, go cry it out in the shower. <laughs> you know, but if you try and tell that to some of these parents, it's like there's just no sympathy. You know, there's no solidarity. It's like, oh, this is, you know, the life you want is. Like, these are your kids. You got to deal with it. You don't get a break until, you know, they fucking die. And it's like, Jesus, chill out. You know, it's like sometimes you just want to just, you know, obviously I'm still here. I still love the kids. <laughs> still love my wife. It's like, the, you know, being this close, especially for so long, you get on each other's nerves. So... That's why I decided against just sending out a random, you know, social media message, you know, hey, looking for a co-host. I'm afraid that I would get somebody that would turn on me in the middle, <laughs> you know, pull a 180 and be like, well, you know, the kids are just maybe miserable and I missed the life that I could have had and blah, blah, blah. And then it gets real dark. <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> so uh, I know it's been a long time. I think August that was the last time I, I did an episode. Um, you know, this time around, I'm trying, you know, some new software, you know, trying out, you know, some new equipment, just trying to put, you know, I always put effort into the content of the podcast. I always didn't really put too much effort into production. You know, we were always pretty low budget, pretty low tech here at the, uh, you know, parenting podcast empire. So anybody who listens to this, I do thank you for the support. Um, like you probably heard at the beginning with the ad, you know, I, I'm hosting this through Anchor is the, uh, the service. Um, 
it's one of many, you know, podcast services. They have some on theirs that aren't on anywhere else. I mean, I think mine, you can also find it on, you know, iTunes and Spotify and all that. But usually Anchor is the primary link that I send out just because they've been, you know, they support me. I try to support them. Um, and we'll try and get some more sponsors in the future. Especially if we can get some more, you know, some more fans on board. I will try to keep it more of a regular schedule. Um, especially when I get the co-host, the episodes will probably be longer. I'm hoping for closer to an hour. Um, I know usually, you know, when I do it, I'm right about, you know, the 30 minute mark, you know, which is fine. You know, some people don't like the crazy long shows, but, uh, you know, I'll say what everyone says now, which is stay safe, you know, wash your fucking hands, just, you know, use your common sense. Don't, don't drink the bleach or listen to anything that angry squash in the White House has to say. You know, I think he's just kind of winging it, and I think he ran out of ideas about month two of his pregnancy, or his pregnancy, his presidency. Jesus, Freudian slip. Um, anyway, I appreciate all the support. Uh, please, you know, tell people to listen to the show. You know, it's it's free. Um, and I'll try again, you know, hopefully for next week. Uh, this one took a little longer to get going. This is, I was, you know, working on, you know, software and, you know, sound effects and what have you. Uh, But I do appreciate everything, uh, and I will talk to you guys in a week. See ya.